Welcome to Transformers, the podcast about how business people and policymakers are creating a sustainable future. I'm your host, Kai Embren. In today's program, I have three guests, Augustine Golisasti, Caroline Stetton and Bill Jensen. They are all working in the company Human Forest. Human Forest is a carbon negative e-bike and e-moped sharing company based in London in my neighborhood, Southwark. Augustine is a CEO and has spent his entire working life in the field of mobility. With 10 years of experience from the company Cabify, a mobility company based in Spain and Latin America, he founded Human Forest three years ago. Caroline Seton is the head of growth and co-founder of Human Forest. Caroline joined Human Forest from Finsbury. Caroline Seton is the head of growth and co-founder of Human Forest. Caroline joined Human Forest from Finsbury, where she spent 10 years advising the UK's largest companies on their public affairs and public relations strategies. And prior to that, Caroline was a commercial lawyer. Will Jensen is head of operations. Will joined Human Forest in 2021 from Zipcar, where he was the head of operation for three years. As a part of that role, Will was responsible for Zipcar's UK four cities in London, Bristol, Oxford and Cambridge. The company employs today 65 people and have 1500 bikes and 200 mopeds. Welcome, Augustine, Caroline, and Will. Thank you very Thank much. You, Thank you for this invitation. Super happy to be here. Great. Well, let's uh, look into the city of London. And uh, the mayor of London has set the ambition to be a zero carbon city by 2030. It means a 27% reduction in cars kilometers by 2030. At the same time, fossil fuel cars and van sales will end by 2030. It seems to be a good target and position for a startup company that offer negative emission services. So um, what do you say about uh, the situation with the, uh, to be in London and introduce this type of company? How, how is that feeling? Well, first of all, I think in, in context, uh, to be honest, I, I didn't want to start a company in, in London. Um, I was studying here in London. And when I was studying here, I saw a huge opportunity in, in micro mobility. But going back to my background, I have been working in, in, in this industry for, for a while, for almost, as you said, more than 10 years. I started in Cabify. And when I was at Cabify, we achieved uh, two big goals under the company. One was positive EBITDA that is good uh, as a business. And the second one, and it is related to the, uh, to the climate crisis, it is that we were the first company to offset the carbon footprint. So uh, I did a trip to the Amazonas uh, when I was here in London studying. And after that trip where Cabify offset all the carbon footprint, we, uh, I realized that there, there was a huge opportunity uh, in micromobility, but combined with sustainability. So that's how we create this concept about 
human forest that behind the name, same as in a forest, trees capture the CO2. In human forest, people using our truly green and free e-bikes, we avoid emitting CO2. So we are in the same path of reducing the amount of CO2 of the planet. So the idea started like, like with, that, with that focus, to try to change a little bit how city moves. And yeah, of course, it was something uh, out of my head. And, and then uh, uh, we, uh, I really believe that uh, this can have a huge impact. And that's, that's how I met also Caroline. And she helped me a little bit here with all the um, councils and, and that's how we start our relation. Hmm. And Caroline and Will, how do you feel uh, when you look into the problem as a big city like London has? Huge opportunity in London. Five million trips could be cycled a day in under 20 minutes. So our role at Human Forest and, and what we're really trying to achieve is to break down the barriers to cycling and help people make that modal shift and, and get out of the car. So what we've done is create a business model that's affordable and accessible. So we do 10 minutes free every day and allow people to earn more free minutes through our digital marketing platform and the partners that we work with. And alongside that, we also have a loyalty program. So what we're really trying to do here is make it as easy as possible for people to get out of their cars and either use us for trips from A to B or in outer London, use us to tra um, transport themselves to, from home to the train. Hmm. So there's a um, huge, huge opportunity um, for everybody and we want to work with these communities, hmm. all, all aspects of London to, to get them into the scheme. Hmm. Um, there is just such a big opportunity with cycling itself. I've been a avid cyclists for a number of years and I'm definitely seeing the sort of revolution um, taking place in London um, as a city. There's a lot more cyclists about and I think there's other aspects of it. That, you know, obviously it's great for um, helping with congestion, with pollution, um, but also for, for, you know, we've seen huge benefits to things like people's mental health. I mean, taking a bicycle as opposed to um, just the monotony of getting on a tube or a train or in a car is, is a really positive thing. It's, it's, it's you know, enjoyable gets you into a different headspace as you're, as you're cycling in to work or, or home from work. You want to use uh, an e-bike, it is very expensive. So for example, a journey of 20 minutes, it will cost you above 3.5 pounds in normal operators. So what we are trying to do with human forest, it is to try to democratize this and give the opportunity to people for ride for free. So that's how we think we can help uh, to this problem. And not only that, what, what is behind human forest, it is the whole concept of sustainability. So every mile that you ride in a human forest, uh, you are saving the same amount of one tree capture CO2 in a day. So people is understanding, they're understanding that they can be part of the solution. So I think that's a big change uh, since, since before us and, and after we're trying to push this concept. I mean, when I was here in London, like three years ago, it was only at that moment, Santander bikes, and they're not electric. So uh, I was a little bit confused about London because London is a huge city, uh, even bigger than Paris in, in number of habitants. And, and, it, and London has like the half of sharing vehicles at, at Paris. So it was a big gap. And, and we decided to take the opportunity to surf the way, but in a sustainable way. Where did you grow up? In Chile. I'm from Chile. <laughs> I love and, wine. <laughs> and, 
and then get into London. And uh, but before you went uh, to London, you were working in a company called Cabify. Was yeah. there when you got uh, ideas to set up a company, or was it when uh, you went to London? Yeah, no, to be honest, I, I was uh, I was working at Cabify, and I decided to do a stop. And I came to London to study a master in data science, as I mentioned before. And when I was here, and after a trip that I did to the Amazonas, uh, I, I did uh, this idea about human forest to mix micromobility plus sustainability plus technology, uh, because behind our business model, that you know that is quite unique because uh, we are giving free and sustainable mobility. Uh, we have developed this uh, digital marketing platform that allow us to achieve this dream and have partners on board and sponsor this 10 minutes free. Uh, sustainability, it means both social, environmental and finance sustainability. <laughs> and uh, for a startup, it's a very important part to have investors with you. And how did Human Forest got this uh, needed investment? We were very lucky because um, Augustine obviously has an incredible track record in micromobility. So there are a lot of people that wanted to be part of the story and, and get on board. So actually, so far, raising money hasn't really been a problem for us. Uh, you, you have uh, 1,500, uh, around 1,500 bikes on the streets in London. And uh, where do you manufacture them? So the, we, we get our bikes from a company called Okai, but I'm going to hand to Will because that's really his domain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Um, so the actual manufacturing happens in China, um, but then we, uh, so that's where the bikes are actually made. Um, a large amount of the assembly though is then done in Europe. And uh, and then the bikes are brought here um, to, to our warehouse where their sort of final tweaks are made before we deploy them onto the streets. So that, that aspect of the um, obviously supply chain is one bit which falls into the scope three area. And is the, the part that for a lot of companies is quite a challenge still, obviously, with them, um, you know, that is sort of remaining competitive, but uh, and and um, is a part that we we obviously offset. Well, Caroline, um, when we talk about uh, measure of uh, carbon negative and uh, we know that uh, measurement uh, uh, matters. And uh, how do you calculate and measure the to be a negative carbon company? Yeah, it's a good question. Can you explain that? Yeah, of course. So it's a good question. So scope one and two emissions, we don't have any scope one and two emissions because everything is done with electric vehicles which use certified renewable energy. So that means that we're... We've got a clear bill there. And then in scope three emissions, we can measure those because it's all around logistics. So when we're bringing bikes, for example, from Poland to the UK, we know um, how much CO2 we need to offset. And we do that with a, with a company who, who help us. And uh, how much of, uh, carbon do you reduce with your 1500 bikes? <laughs> So for, for each mile that you ride in a human forest, it is the, as I mentioned before, the same amount of a tree capturing a day and that's 70 grams of CO2 for each mile. So it is quite, 
I will say cool what we have created in, in internally because we are we have a tool that is called uh, the three coins and it's a gamification tool inside the app that uh, every time that you do a write we can give you three coins and with that three coins you can exchange I mean users for for more extra minutes or even uh, for buying things related to our partner. So we are creating like an ecosystem. We are not only giving free mobility uh, to everyone, we are also helping the planet and reward them for doing this. So it is, uh, I would say like a huge impact related to sustainability, not only because we are avoiding, it's also because we are letting people know that they can be part of this solution with this gamification. And all of those users combined, so, you know, redeeming via the TreeCoin program have saved 150 tonnes of CO2 from being admitted into London's air since we launched and 250,000 car trips. So do you communicate with your customers who rent the bikes so they know that they are a part of a reduction? Yes, absolutely. How, how do you do that? Absolutely. I mean, as Augustine said, the, the tree coin program and, and how they accrue tree coins is framed um, around the amount of CO2 that they've avoided. And the whole idea is that to really show them the power behind mm. a collective change of, of mode. So we, we, we ask our users what they think about human forest. And in the same level of importance, they say that price is the first, but at the same level, sustainability is. So we are really doing an impact in, and they are understanding the concept behind of reforesting cities. So uh, we are very happy that uh, we have a, a very loyal base use and also they are uh, helping us to grow this forest. Can you give a good uh, answer on the question of um, human forest? You feel that you maybe plant trees, but you don't plant trees. No, we are, we are taking the problem from the roots. So how it works, trees grow and they capture the CO2. What we are trying to do, it is the opposite. It is uh, avoiding that people emit CO2 because choosing our bikes. So they, they will, they, if they go every day in a car, they will emit CO2. But if they choose a human forest, they will avoid emitting that CO2. So we are attacking the problem from the roots. <laughs> so in essence, all the riders become a human forest. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> Sometimes uh, it's a question of so where you have your baseline. So some people uh, maybe didn't drive a car before, they they already were um yeah i mean you know. that's a really good point because we've the reason we've calculated it based on 25 percent of our users taking a car instead of human forest but i think what you touch on there is interesting because we are used by people who are avid cyclists and they might not want to leave their bike somewhere at night time so they choose just to take a human forest one day we also are made up of commuters that's a huge group for us we're also made out of people who want to grab a bike with a friend and go quite a long distance at the weekend with the power of the e-bike 
And then we've also just got, you know, a whole lot of tourists who come into the city and, and then want to try try the bike for the first time. And, and for them, it's a little bit more novel. But we do have a whole range of use cases and, and a whole range of different users. Do you have different types of, of bikes uh, that, uh, you know, many uh, parents with children, you have different needs of types of bikes? Um, so, so currently, we just offer one type of bike, which is just the the e-bike from Okai. Um, however, we are uh, beginning to look at other kind of offers. So, we are looking at kind of a different model mix, which is good to kind of offer customers a different experience potentially with um, with uh, yeah different styles of bicycle, I guess. Um, there's also the uh, the sort of cargo bike, which is something that we've we've seen there be demand for, and it's been something that people have asked for. Um, so, so in the delivery space, there's quite a lot of demand for people cycling in London to try and deliver packages or, um, uh, or food or yeah, lots of different things. Um, so that's an area that we've looked at around the sort of modifications of the bike to cater to that. Um, in terms of like more specific use cases, uh, at this stage, at this sort of earlier stage, um, it's not something that we're offering now, but it is certainly something that as we grow, we'd like to we'd like to definitely consider um, to, to, to really improve that accessibility to different types of user. We, we haven't talked about uh, the stakeholders around you that uh, do you work with other partners to engage uh, other uh, groups of people or companies in, in the city of London? Yeah, we yeah we do, and and that takes lots of different shapes and, and forms. But we have our digital marketing platform, so we um, sell impressions via via our app, our app. Then we also sell corporate packages, so companies can provide their employees with minutes to ride on human forest. And then we also have the marketplace, um, as we mentioned earlier, where um, people can redeem products and services of our partners um, using their tree coins. Can you give any example of partners that you work with? Yes, of course. Um, we've got a whole range of partners, anything from quite established companies like Nutmeg, The Financial Times, Bloomberg, UPS is a recent recent one, um, and then down to more startups. So for example, Oddbox or Wheat and Wild. So we really like to keep it interesting for our users. But at the end of the day, the, the thing that they have in common is that we all share a sustainable mission. Do you have any collaboration with the mayor or mayor mayor's London. office? The mayor of London? Yes. Uh, I mean, we deal with, we have a great working relationship with TfL, but, um, you know, and the, we love, you know, and fully support what the mayor's doing um, through his transport strategy and his, you know, very ambitious targets of getting people cycling. But in terms of, you know, we're a private company in the end, so, you know. And campaigning? Yes, of course. Yeah, we do. We, um, we love this, this kind of work. So we've done a little bit with Choked Up. Don't know if you've come across, across that, but there are three, you know, really inspiring girls who have been doing a lot of work around air pollution in London. We've also done a bit of work with London Vision about how we can ensure that our service doesn't compromise the needs of others in London. Uh, we're also doing a bit with um, other charities that focus on groups that are perhaps less likely to be early adopters of, of e-bikes. E so it's all about you know, getting the uptake from every, every part of the community. And, and that's why we really enjoy these partnerships.
you as a company has also some um, social uh, targets of uh, and you you would like to be a sustainable and environmental friendly company that uh, deliver uh, values and uh, for that reason i think you are on the pathway to be a b corp um, uh, company uh, can you explain a little bit uh, about that ambition why the b corp and what is b corp b corps or b corporations is as the longer name are companies verified by b lab to meet high standards of social and environmental performance transparency and accountability so that's kind of the the formal definition and B Corps are really committed to positively impacting all stakeholders. So they're not just not just profit motivated by profit. So it's about workers, communities, customers, and crucially the planet. So to achieve B Corp status does take you know a really long time. And, and we've been working alongside the B Corp analysts for coming up a year now. And the kind of questions that they wanted they ask are about getting really deep into kind of the fabric of your company around your mission, your corporate governance, your ethics, transparency, even you know career development of, of those that work at the company. There's up to 300 questions that you need to answer and then provide supporting material to verify the answers to those questions in order to get certified. So it's a long process, but one that we've you know we've really enjoyed and we've you know made tweaks here and there to to what we've been doing to really lift those standards um and ensure that we're impacting all our stakeholders as possible so when will uh, human forest be a b corp company verified yeah we definitely when? i mean i'm gonna say touch wood by the end of the year i think yeah okay yeah. and we're also applying for another certification that is called Berra, uh, that it's a little bit harder in terms of uh, the steps that, that you need. And we are going to be the first mobility company to have that accreditation. So also in the last steps, we have been working for more than two years. And at the end, behind all those certifications, it is just to say that everything that we do is this true. Because to be honest, in this industry and in general, there is a lot of greenwash that uh, we don't want to be uh, close to that it's the opposite yeah and will um, where do we do we find the human forest in the future how many cities are you looking at well, i might i mean i might not obviously answer the sort of number of cities but i mean in the in the uh, in the future um, but in the near term, our focus is still very much like on, on London and making sure that we have a good foothold here. We really like fine tune our operations and kind of set almost the best practice for how a micromobility company should operate. And if all our kind of process and, um, uh, and, and our offering generally is really cemented in London, it will be easier for us to responsibly then launch in, in other cities and hopefully succeed there. But yeah, yeah. also if you want to... So our, our, our goal, it is to reforest not only London, more cities. And we are already working on a plan to, to achieve that. Can you give um, us any insight in the plans? Where are you looking at? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, we're working in, in, I mean, we're close Europe, to- Europe. Yeah. And all all, across Europe, yeah. Yeah, and also because of our connection in, in South America, we have uh, 
very good uh, connection there. But uh, uh, to to give you like uh, we we only like to go to cities where we believe that we can achieve our plan, and our plan means that we really want to be a sustainable company, and that means that we can get profits and positive EBITDA. So uh, we need at least to to deploy one thousand and five hundred bikes in each city because otherwise, because how it works our business model, um, it is how we need to to to, to get. Great. Well, it has been a very nice uh, time to have a chat with you about uh, human forest, and uh, uh, and I think I would like to try to come back home, and I'm gonna see if I find some human forest bikes on the streets outside here, uh, hopefully one of the 1500. And uh, uh, thank you for your uh, storytelling today from a neighborhood in. Uh, Southwark in London uh, and uh, thank you for your talk today. Thank you very much. It's thanks. been lovely to chat. Yeah, thanks to you and thank you for helping us to reforest the world. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye, I'm Kai Embren. Follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn, where I will be announcing the future guests to this podcast. And you can expect about two programs a month. And each guest has a unique story of making business and society sustainable. So find out more. Visit my homepage, kaiembren.org. Thank you for listening.